When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Spark. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across the UK. This first story was told by Matt at the Brixton Ritzy, where the theme was sick and tired. I'm 15 years old and I'm sitting in the school nurse's office and I can't stop shivering. I'm on top of my uniform, I'm wrapped in one of those red emergency blankets and I can't stop my teeth from chattering. Uh, this is not a good time to be ill. It's only the third week of school and I'm the new boy. I've joined the school in the fourth year, which means that in my school year, there's 179 other 15-year-olds and they've all known each other since they were 11. They've all got stories, they've all got nicknames and they all know the way to the science block. And then there's me. My last school was a very small, very religious school on the side of the Rift Valley in Kenya, East Africa, uh, which is where I did most of my growing up. And nothing has prepared me for this huge, noisy North London grammar school. I feel lost, but my family has moved here to stay, so I've got to make it work. I've got to find a way to fit in. I'm working as hard as I can. I'm learning all I can. I learn the right way to tie a tie, which is with the skinny way out and the fat end shoved into my shirt. I learn the right, well, the only acceptable greeting, uh, which is, all right, mate. And, and the only way of responding to that is apparently, right? <laughs> I learn that you're not ever allowed to admit that you've done any homework and you never put your hand up, even if you know the answer. And um, if someone misses the ball at football, you have to shout, wanker, even if you've got no idea what that means. <laughs> what else have I learned? I've also learned uh, never to tell my story about the snake in the changing room, uh, or my story about the leopard, or any of my hilarious buffalo stories. Um, in fact, just, just never tell any wildlife stories ever again. I'm, I'm lost. And as the bell rings and the school roars to life, thousands of students and teachers move from room to room. And I see their shadows on the 
glazed glass, you know, the frosted glass of this tiny nurse's office as the nurse calls my mum to ask her to come and get me. My mum arrives and the nurse says she reckons that it's one of them dodgy tropical diseases that I've got. Now, on the way home, my mum and I agree that she is a silly woman. And in fact, what's wrong with me is definitely English. And it's probably a flu or something like that. But sadly, later that day, the doctor confirms that, in fact, I've got malaria. (laughs) I don't honestly remember much of the next two weeks. I remember frightening dreams. And I remember waking up in the middle of the day covered in sheets that are soaked with sweat. I, I lose track of days and I lose a lot of weight. But one day my fever breaks. And shortly after that, I have to go back to school. Where I find that in my absence, the headmaster has made an announcement. Matthew has come from Africa, where they have all kinds of terrible diseases. (laughs) And he is carrying malaria. (laughs) No skinny tie can save me now. I feel like I'm never going to fit in. And later that week, a doctor tells me that malaria lives in the bloodstream for seven years. And I realize that no matter how hard I try, no matter how hard I work to be just like everyone else, at a deep biological level, (laughs) I'm always gonna be carrying a bit of Africa (laughs) inside me for a long time to come. Thank you. That was Matt. We've got one more story for you from the Brixton Red Sea, and it's by Louise. Um, So I'm going to tell a story that's not really about being sick or tired, but I feel like at the end of it, I felt both sick and very tired. Um, It occurred in Uganda when I was 18, and I was young, and I went travelling, and I went uh, uh, to do a project, and uh, I was out there, and there are lots of different groups, and we're all in tiny villages, um, kind of in a similar area. And one night, one of the groups um, on a Friday night was like, we're going to have a party, you should come along. So um, we uh, made the trek to the party, which was quite a long trek, and we got there, and we had some fun, and we drank a lot of alcohol, because that's what young English people do. So taking binge drinking to Africa, good. Um, so, uh, yes, we were there and it got to about, uh, it must have been about two in the morning and we had, um, told our school that we were going to paint the school in the morning. So we had to get back. Um, of course, when we did paint the school, um, they, uh, then repainted it without telling us because we did a terrible job. <laughs> um, and, um... Yeah, so so we were at this party and it was two in the morning and we were drunk and we decided we needed to get home. But there's not really any public transport going on and we were in a village far away from a big town. Um, And I had called ahead to arrange a taxi in a further along town. 
And we just thought, well, well, we'll just hitchhike. So we decided to hitchhike and we waited out by this, this big road. It was very dark and we waited for quite a long time. Every time something came along, we'd shout and scream and, and, and then it went. That happened maybe twice in an hour. And we're like, right, then we'll wait for another half an hour. And eventually um, a lorry came along and they stopped and it was great. And so five of us bundled into the front of a lorry, um, which is surprisingly spacious. Um, and we got in um, and everyone else fell asleep. First rule of hitchhiking, don't fall asleep. <laughs> so I was left with the task of being the responsible person, quite drunk. Just thought, well, I'll just keep talking to the guys. And they're really nice guys that are coming through from the Congo. And um, yeah, we just had a conversation. It was great. And then sort of midway through the conversation, one of them said, um, uh, it's my ambition to have five wives and for the fifth one to be English. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, so I said, well, you know, unfortunately, I, I sort of um, sort of believe in um, monogamy, so I'd like to be the only wife. And they said, okay, I'll get rid of all of my wives for you. <laughs> um, so that's incredibly generous of you, but um, I, I think I'll be okay. Um, and somehow managed to stave off getting married in a lorry. Um, and eventually we got to the town where I had I knew this taxi guy and we were going to meet him. Um, and they, they, we, we were fine. We got out um, and we were at this petrol station. It was really, really very dark town. There was no lighting anywhere. Um, and so we got off and um, everyone sort of just started walking off down the road because the taxi wasn't there and I was just getting out my phone to call the taxi. Um, everyone was a little bit further ahead, so I was calling the number, and like trying to speak to him, couldn't really hear. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I suddenly feel I've been grabbed, and um, my bag's been grabbed, and um, I sort of have a bit of a tussle. Um, it was incredibly scary, and sort of, I, I can't really remember, but I dropped to the floor, and then I came round, and whoever it was had run off, um, and I didn't have my phone. And I was terrified, and I shouted, I've, I've, I've lost my phone, they've taken my phone, they've taken my phone. And um, my friends just go, oh, just pick it up. Just think, I've dropped my phone, thanks very much. No, no, I've been mugged, I've been mugged. So, so they run back, and they, they come and get me, and my friend Ben tries to run after them. Don't be a complete idiot, stay with us. Um, so, so we're fine, I'm a bit shaken up, um, but we've got to find a way to get home, because we've got to paint the school in the morning, because they want us to. Um, <laughs> And so, um, yeah, so we're walking along and we know that there's, um, there's a little area where there's sometimes some, some uh, bikes, some boda bodas. Uh, so we walk along um, and, and thankfully there's a group of guys there. And we say, can you please take us to Busanbatia, to our village? And they're like, of course, um, hop on. And so Ben and Harriet, they go off and then me and my friend Louise are on, on the other bike. And the engine's kind of a bit dodgy to start. We're like, okay, come on. We're, we're a bit unsure, oh shit. And then just as the engine's about to go, as a group of guys comes around us, one puts his hand in my friend's pocket. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, what's going on tonight? And then she punches him, goes, go, go, go. And just in the perfect moment, like a Hollywood film, it starts to, the bike goes and we're off and we're on the road and we're both crying and we don't know where Ben and Harriet are and we're shaking and we're terrified. But eventually we make it all the way to our village and uh, he lets us go and we pay him and we're very very happy to be back at the village and then we walk through the village and just before we get to where we're staying I fall down a massive hole <laughs> thank you itching to make it to an event our next spark encore is at Exmouth Market on Thursday the 29th of October the theme be a man or 
That's not very ladylike. Full details at stories.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>